Hello and welcome to the uh, the Life Laundry podcast. Hi, <laughs> I've forgotten what podcast I'm doing. Um, I was just about to go into one of my speculations. Mm. We thought we should look. You've got is that tea or coffee? What's going on there? Earl Grey tea. Oh, I bet you have milk in it, don't you? Oh yeah, good bit of soya milk. Oh, what I've got. Let me get my tea. I think we should start off with the most important question of all. What is your hot drinks lineup for the day, Gemma? What, on a typical day or just for the day? Typical day. This is is going to be shocking. Can I ask a question? Do your curtains have bobble, bobble fringe? Yeah, bobs. Now, where are they from? Susie Watson. Shall I tell you, if money was no object? Yeah. What I do, so I've got this green stripy fabric, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've got yeah, green and white bubbles on, okay? And they're yeah. blackout filled. But if money was no object, if I was a celebrity influencer, what I would do is you then can choose. So I'd, I've got green stripe on one side, then I've got black outline. Then I would choose pink stripe for the back. So they're double... Curtains. No. This is will be shocking yeah. to everybody listening. Is that I have a, a really a structure to my um my drinking like as the day goes on. No. So, yeah. You structure. Um, I drink far too much coffee. I have two coffees okay. in the morning after the other. First thing. Yeah. First thing. Okay. First thing. I mean, I know what I should be saying is I wake up in the morning and I have a cup of hot water with lemon in and then I do my lymphatic drainage massage and then it, I'm not, I don't do any of that. So like I, Mike hands me a coffee under the duvet and I'm like, Ooh, down it and then yeah. there's down a coffee. And then, and then from then on, it is Earl Grey tea. But I also Grey. prefer Lady Grey to Earl Grey, but they're more hard to come by. And that's basically it. And then I try and drink three litres. I've got this big water bottle that says bottle of joy and it's, it's three litres and I take that everywhere I go. Yeah. Okay. Um, I start the day with Yorkshire tea. Ooh. Good old Yorkshire tea. Loosely, quite picky. So obviously I don't like any tea bags with plastic in, which... My, drives my husband mad so we have loose leaf tea everywhere loose leaf yorkshire tea first thing joe brings it to me in a thermos mug because i'm so bad in the mornings that i pass in and out of consciousness and my normal tea would go cold a tiny bit of milk joe also objects to the color i have my tea it's basically black with a dash of milk a little yeah. bit of sugar then 10 30 11 ish cup of oat oat latte nice yeah every day which is kind of like a snack because I have it in a huge mug mm-hmm. um uh, and then nothing uh until tea time where I have um like smoky Russian tea which is like a lapsang and I have it black no milk in there thanks a lot if I have anything like Earl Grey it's got to be milk free with lemon. But no. <laughs> no. No. 
tell me what was this so, you were going to launch so the thing I've, got no, I, I've got no idea what she's about to say this could go very <laughs> wrong could go wrong um well, I was thinking about it this morning because I, we've talked about it before, how I was doing exercise for half an hour every morning in Europe app, dare I say it, slut, and we'll change whatever app, although you like Peloton, but mm. it'll speak to you in a month and you'll be like, no, Peloton was so last month and you'll be on something else. But I do half an hour workout every morning and then I broke my wrist. And for ages, I couldn't because it is very much I remember. And I thought about this at the time. I remember someone saying to me, you know, when I was doing a first aid training, you know that someone's broken something. If you know that someone's broken their arm, if they're holding it close to them and they do not want you to touch it. A person with a sprained arm will be like, yep, you can check it. A person with a broken arm will be like, I will kill you before you can touch. And I remember Joe trying saying, look, here's some tiger bomb you can put on it. And me being like, if anyone touches my wrist, I'm going to kill them. So that was my one of my first inklings that all was not well. So I had that. So for ages, I was like, I can't do anything. Like going down the stairs was really scary in case you slip and put your arms down. So the thought of doing exercise was just a big no. But now, six weeks on, I'm like, okay I could I could be doing sit-ups I could be doing lunges I could be doing there's there's exercises you can do without your wrist and what I've been trying to do recently is not beat myself up because I feel like we expect ourselves to be constant and some of us I think you're maybe the same I'm like I have to do half an hour of workout every morning I have to do half an hour of workout every morning. And if I fall off that, I beat myself up. And it can't be like, sometimes I'll go for a year and I'll do half an hour workout every morning and I'll walk 10,000 steps and I'll jog. And then sometimes I'll sit on my sofa and eat cake. And then sometimes once my six-year-old says to me, you look like you've got a baby in there and then Later on, when I'm explaining the meaning of the word lean to my eldest, he, my six-year-old says, mum, you're the opposite of lean. Yeah. Then I think about maybe I should be doing some more exercise again. And what I think is, it's not that if I stop doing it, you know, if I'm not drinking and I have one drink, I don't, don't then drink all the time. It's not that if I fall off the wagon, I just go all out but I think I waste so much of my mental energy beating myself up about it. And like you were saying, which is what made me think of it, because I was thinking about it this morning, and then you were like, you feel like since, and I said since you turned 40, because I've heard my friends who've turned 40 say, you no longer give a shit about people's feelings. Well, I, no, I give a shit about people's feelings, but I, I, I'm not. You don't, you don't adapt yourself <laughs> That's it, to yeah. suit people's <laughs> feelings. And I think you're like, oh, you were saying, oh, God, I don't know what's happened recently, but I can no longer seem able to adapt myself to suit people's feelings. And I was thinking what we don't do, and I think men might, might actually do this better than women, is we don't allow ourselves to just sort of float around and be different. Do you know what I mean? We don't, we're not like, like you with the gym, do you go a certain amount of times a week? 
I, I like to go. I like to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> yeah, but what happens is normally, what and if you is, don't go, yeah. <clears throat> Do you beat yourself up about it? What I loved was that last week when you had your period, you were like, oh, I'm not going. I'm going to go and yeah. get a pedicure instead. No, I don't beat myself up about it because I go regularly enough. You know, it's like I do it more often than not kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the balance tips in that favour. And I know that if I... If I say, right, I want to go every day this week, I know that at least every single week there'll be one day at least that I don't go. Yeah. So you're kind of factoring that in. Because I think what I found really interesting about Tom is one thing that everyone's like, in a minute, when they first start Tom, the things we always hear are, how do you get everything done in half an hour? And the thing is, it's like, you won't when you start. But two months in, you'll yeah. probably get everything done in 20 minutes. But also what I like about it is if you've got the flu and you have to stay in bed for a week, yeah, your other half or your kids or your dog or whatever it is, there might be mess, but it won't be this horrible yeah, I think I think awful you can, thing that do you know what I mean it won't have got completely out of hand, and then you can get back on the tom wagon, do your thirty minutes the week after, and kind of get everything back. And I quite like the fact that it's, it as you do with the gym, it allows you that sort of like if you do it consistently enough. It's like you say, it allow for life inconsistencies. It's that word you use sometimes. Sometimes mm. I do this, but also at other times I do this. And like, it doesn't mean like if, if you say, right, I'm going to, I've decided to be a runner. I am now a runner. If you don't go for a run every single day, it doesn't mean you're not a runner. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm really, I, I spend a lot of time beating myself up about stuff like that because also I'm like if I say I'm going to do something I do it I'm one of those awful people so that I, I, I've never been I've, I was never one for peer pressure so if everyone was drunk and jumping off a cliff into the sea mm. I wouldn't have done it mm. and no amount of being like oh you're a chicken or I would have been like yeah don't want to risk my life because I'm pissed thanks doesn't bother me but I bother me, do you know what I mean? So if I was, so, so I, and I just think, God, how many of us spend so much mental energy being like, oh my God. And I slightly started to do it this morning where I was like, oh my God, I could have done a workout this morning. I could have done one this morning. I could have done a workout this morning, but I didn't, oh my God. And then I was like, it's 30 degrees. It's probably hotter in my bedroom because I'm in a loft conversion. I've got a broken wrist. I've got a meeting with my surgeon. I've got a physio appointment and then I've got my second vaccine. I've got a, what a day. Got a, yeah, I've got an afternoon planned of fun. And that's going to take up. I'm going to do some walking in between appointments. I'm there for an hour um, in between my appointments. So I'm going to go to the park, read a magazine, have a lovely time. Do you know what I mean? And I think rather than that mental effort of 
oh why can't I do this and and I just thought the way that you were talking earlier where you were like you've been doing a lot of thinking about around your businesses and you've obviously been doing lots of house renovations and I don't know I feel like I just feel like do we I always think there's a very interesting thing about you know when people say oh you've changed and it should be like yeah I should hope so I hope I'm not the same person I was when I was 15 be really awkward (laughs) and I and it totally would and when you say it like that imagine if you were the same person that you were when you were 15 I mean I would be be friends (laughs) I'd be living in a skip somewhere I mean but that's the thing and it's what Sally says from when we sparkle she says it the other way well similar she says you know, it's also weird for a 40 odd year old woman, not weird, that's the wrong word. I can't think of the right word, but it's, it seems and fit when you really think about it, it feels wrong that as a 40 year old, I would be looking at someone who has the body, who was 20 years old, and I'd be looking at their body, a female thinking, oh yeah, I need to do some more cardio. So I look like that. It would be weird for a 40 year old to look like a 20 year old, just as it would be weird for a 40 year old to act like a 20 year old. Yeah. You know, we age mentally and also physically. It doesn't mean when you hit 40, you, you're on the, you know, you're skidding towards kids. death. Yeah. Everything's just going south. But I think it's very interesting because I think people can be all or nothing. So if you yeah, are the type of personality where you give it, yeah. you give it 100%. And if you feel like you're not giving it 100%, then it makes you feel bad. Yeah. And... Um, the word that just popped into my head as well was rigid. Mm. I feel like we feel like our personalities are really rigid and like we need to have structure in our lives. And I think structure is great. Again, that's why Tom works because it's only half an hour. Do you know what I mean? It's half an hour. It's not like you need to do this for three hours a day, every day, or it's not going to work. But I feel like you can be today not in the mood to go to the gym mm-hmm. or not in the mood to take your kids to the park and have a picnic and games and be like really involved mum you can be in the mood today to sit with your feet in a paddling pool and a glass of pims and your book and to shout into a megaphone put your fucking brother down which is what I'll be doing today and that it might mean it but it doesn't mean that tomorrow you won't be like they had sports day in the park let's go and use their racetrack and do our own sports day and I'll make a picnic do you know what I mean it won't mean that tomorrow you won't wake up and be like I'm gonna go and crunch the gym um and so I think like for lots of us me included I need to flip my brain into being like who am I today what what do you know what I mean rather than being like I'm like you were saying I'm a runner it's like am I a runner today or am I sitting with and obviously if you're sitting in the with your feet in the pool every day not achieving stuff not getting what you need to get done not being involved with your kids not just mean there are problems at either extreme I'm not saying that every day you can wake up and be like I'm waking up and deciding I'm not in the mood for work today every day you know you know you have certain responsibilities that you have to do but also but, people exist on a continuum, right? So there are those people that 
thrive on structure. I mean, like really need it. And yep. then on the other end of this uh, um, spectrum, you have people who hate any type of structure. And then there's people in the middle who just need some sort of like gentle scaffolding. And you are more them. likely to be the person in the middle. Yeah. Whenever anything happens, I drive my husband mad and probably you, because I've probably said it to you. Um, whenever anything happens, I'm like, I hear one side, I hear the other side, and somewhere in the middle is probably what happened. And it's like, if you hear, if you have one extreme of like, mm. I need absolute structure, I need to know every minute of every day. And again, it's why top works. Some people need to know every minute of every day of every ruler. And some people just need to know, for me, what I need to know is like, when are the appointments? When are my husband's immovable meetings? Because we both work from home. Mm -hmm. When am, am, am I having a sort of work hour, which will end up with me going into my office and staring into space and then complaining about not getting any work done for the rest of the day? But you know what I mean? And that's it. I don't need to have loads and loads of structure but not enough and I literally just moon around the house bawling mm. socks and sort of wondering where the time's going so I think we just if and I always think you're quite you're quite good at being a bit like oh I'm not doing that now I do want to talk about this actually about man bashing we it's, it's very tricky to navigate that very thing in the Facebook group so if you think about it if you are at your wits end so badly that you are posting into a Facebook group for help and advice, then you have reached the end of your feather. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if a, a woman posts on there saying, I'm really unhappy, my partner isn't you know, helping, I feel like I'm cut upon this, that and the other. It will then all, it will always inevitably turn into, someone will always say, why do we have to bash men? And I think it's really important at this point to say that just because a woman is complaining about her man or her partner or, you know, whoever it is, it's not a sexist thing. It's like, Mike, um, you, you, Mike could have been married to me and I might not pull my weight. Yeah. And he might feel put upon. It's not a sexist thing. It's a no, but also thing. No, and also the thing is, if you it's it really important to take demographic into context. So yeah. A, the husbands are less likely to be in a Facebook group, they just are mm -hmm. heterosexual men are less likely to be in a big Facebook group to talk to other heterosexual men. That's just a fact. So the fact is we have a lot of wives in the group. We have a lot of heterosexual wives in the group. So the most annoying person that you are going to, to talk about is the person that you have adult responsibility with in your house. Very interesting. Grace Dent was very interesting on why she didn't want to be a parent. And she was like, but even if you don't have kids, someone has to mother the house. The house is not self-cleaning. The fridge does not fill itself. So, and I and she was saying, I do not want to mother the house. I cannot. I don't care. I don't want. I want the fridge to be full when I get home. That's a very. And I thought, God, that's a really. And she got that from watching her mother raise her and her siblings. And I thought, my God, that's really intuitive from such an early age. But the thing is, 
you the person that you live with is going to annoy you mm-hmm. I lived with boys at university they annoyed me one of the biggest arguments I had with my housemates I lived with three boys four boys four boys one girl I went away for three weeks and I came back and not one person had cleaned the loo and so I lost my I lost my shit I was going to say um and the thing is yes there was one girl there but it would be very sexist of me to have just said to her, why is the loo? Do you know what I mean? But there were four boys there. So like, I would have, is that man bashing? I think you just need to sort of think, okay, obviously not all men are shit. And I'm, I've had arguments with my friends when they've broken up with boys and all their friends being like, all men are shit. They're all assholes. And I've actually been like, no, they're not. That's, I'm just very uncomfortable about the whole all men are assholes narrative. But you're in a, a in a group that's predominantly women. I'd say predominantly married women. Yeah, the women cohabiting with a man. Yeah, I'd say yeah. And therefore, the person that's going to annoy them most is 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 the male that they live with, because do you know what I mean? So if you were in a group for gay women the person that would annoy those women most is their wife mm-hmm. or their partner mm-hmm. but you're not you're in a group where the, the majority of women cohabit with a man if you want to vent your frustration do you, do you know what I mean and I yeah do, I yeah, do I don't want to all pop on and be like yeah they're all bloody assholes and you will have people who live in a toxic relationship who jump in but sometimes people just need to be heard. If mm-hmm. someone is annoying you by not putting their stuff in the wash basket, they're putting it next to the wash basket, and you keep saying to them, put your fucking stuff in the wash basket. It's right there. Put it in. If you keep having to say that and they're not listening, but you have this lovely group of women on the internet who will be like, yes, I get this too. It doesn't mean I hate all men, all men are assholes he's a terrible husband, he's a terrible dad, he's the worst person. Do you know what I mean? It means, isn't this so annoying? And it's also really important as well, you have to be, you know, if I'd taken that step and I'd gone on and posted, and then I had a load of people calling me sexist, I'd go, oh my God. And I'd go back to my box and I wouldn't feel confident to talk about it. I think as with everything on the internet, you have to, you have, it's very difficult. It's a very difficult place to navigate. We had um, in the Facebook group, there was a huge thing about sunscreen recently. What sunscreen do people advise? Now, if we went on Mastermind, UV might be my specialist subject. Like sunscreen, it's, it's, and usually I don't get involved in the Facebook group unless necessary um on the the tom facebook group yeah on the tom facebook group and so i was saying this completely yeah well that's why i'm there specialist subject in i go um and someone was saying that chemical sunscreens were actually just as good as physical sunscreens which i just i couldn't let it go oh god that's like red rag to a ball it was like red rag to a ball so i went in and explained why that's not the case 
very politely but I do feel now uh, most things I don't speak about I, I'm a very big scroll on by scroll on by yeah um because I, I'm not the expert in anything but this I, I am an expert in and I've got a piece of paper downstairs to say so 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 I went in and this girl girl disagreed with me um which is fine but I did feel I don't know I just it was a bit like unless you know unless you are 100% sure what you're talking about and you 100% know the situation so for this woman I would happily say to her and I'd happily say to anyone that as someone who has a level four in advanced skin science I would not put a chemical sunscreen on my children. I would not really be happy with one going on my husband, but he's an adult, but I would rather walk to a shop than let my friend put a chemical sunscreen on my kids. I just don't, I just mean- hey, Just I stop, just, put a pen in it. For the laundress yeah. who are going, um, chemical, physical, brief, brief, brevity. Okay, brief difference, chemical sunscreen goes into your skin, gets absorbed into the skin, and then when UV hits your skin, it absorbs it, converts it into heat, and releases it from your skin. A physical sunscreen acts like an actual barrier. So um, if you think about the Australian cricketers with their stripes, that's a physical sunscreen. Now, the reason I don't like chemical sunscreens is there are four specific ones, two of which are banned in Hawaii because of the damage they do to coral and the sea life. There are four specific ones that are shown to affect hormones. Um, homosalate particularly affects hormones in teenage boys. Um, they get into your blood system. Some of them um, are very good at protecting against UVA until they are absorbed into the skin and then they become basically useless. Uh, there's loads of things about a chemical sunscreen that's just not whereas physical sunscreens will use either zinc oxide or titanium dioxide both of which are still technically chemicals but you make zinc in your body but also they are not absorbed as easily okay so that's my difference so um but the thing is with this woman is that I was like right I'm going in I really genuinely know what I'm talking about and I'm not going in to be rude and I'm not going to be going to say you're killing your kids by putting, you know, because we all grew up with chemical sunscreen. You know, some people are fine. Some people won't be fine. This is the way of the world. Some people will be fine from going out in the sun. Some people will not be fine from going out in the sun. There's loads, you know, it's the luck of the draw of life, but there are things that you can do. And so with this woman, I was like, I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to tell you the facts that I know as someone who knows it. And I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not going to say anything to make you feel bad about yourself or the choices that you're making for your children. Yeah. And I think that's what happens a lot on the internet is that, and if people say it to me, I do call them up on it because I had someone saying, I don't mean to be, what did they say? I don't need to, need to be snipey or something. And I said, that's exactly what you mean to do. And actually, to be fair, they apologised and they said, I'm so sorry, I didn't realise, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, thank you so much for apologising. That's great. I, do you know what I mean? I don't want to have fights with people. But if you start off a sentence by being like, no offence, or no, 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 no. It's like, you, 
what you mean to do is be offensive because you know what you're saying you wouldn't want to receive. There's two things here. Firstly, I try so hard now to not use the word but in a sentence. Yes. Because so ever since like ever since I realized that the word but basically means just disregard everything I've just said. So in that situation, I don't mean to be rude, but yeah, the, the, the phrase that comes after the word but is the thing that you actually mean. The bit at the beginning. The, the word the word but is the butter in the shit sandwich. I really love what you're wearing, but but do you think do you think it, you know? Yeah, do you think you should get a size up? Or yeah. do you think leopard print was so, like Gemma and I give a shit when leopard print was popular. We're literally leopard printed up to the gunnels today. Put us in a jungle, wouldn't see us for weeks. Yeah, so that's a thing. I really try hard, really make a conscious effort. It, like If I'm like discussing, arguing with Derek, I really like, I'm conscious not to use the word, but so, also, though, there's a very good article about women and the language they use. And but and there are certain words that women use that devalues what they're saying. Mm. And they do it deliberately to make themselves appear more approachable. I'll yeah. share it with the laundrettes on the Facebook yeah. group. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is like, in a situation on the Internet, and I think I've spoken about this before, so I'll keep it very brief, is, is this, this confirmation bias, right? So say you're in, okay, I'm going to use a really extreme example. Say you're following an influencer who loves dogs, right? Say, say yeah. we're following you, Chippy. You've got, <laughs> you've, yeah. got, you've got 100 million followers on Instagram and you're known as the dog lady of Instagram, which I'm sure would be your ideal niche. It's a lot of hair involved, but okay, yeah. And then I love dogs also, so I'm following you and I think you're great. You're great. And then, and then you put your dogs in a crate or you feed your dogs something that I wouldn't feed my dogs or you do something, right? And all One of, of my dogs sleeps in a crate every night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not trying to start an argument. I'm just trying to do a thing. <laughs> no, when, no, when, yeah, uh, Eddie yeah. had a, this is the thing, it's a real thing though, because Eddie had a crate and we always used to leave the door open in his crate because he felt safe in his crate. Yeah, and he used to go in when he had wet feet, I remember. Yeah, he loved his little house. And sometimes yeah. he'd pull the door in on himself to get away from oh. the bed. Anyway, that's by the way. Um, so I like, oh, I don't think I like Chippy anymore because she does X, Y, Z with her dogs. But everyone seems to really like Chippy. Am I the odd one out? Until I stumble across someone who agrees with me. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I found my people. So yeah. this, this is where like troll groups come from. This is where, why troll sites exist. You, this confirmation bias drives you to find people who think the same as you and you but because you might be feeling a little bit insecure because your opinion might feel a little bit different to the majority you are seeking out human nature other people to validate your opinion and so it's that confirmation bias thing so like when you're in a group and someone says something like oh I disagree I think a, a chemical sunscreen and then loads of people go yes 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 I agree it's because they feel secure knowing that there's someone else out there thinking the same as them. It's just human nature. Yeah, it's human nature. But also the thing is, of course, if, if you it's so important for people to find their tribes, even people like me who don't like people like I don't like people. You're not that keen on them. We found each other on the Internet. What a lovely love story that is. Book four, the Gemma and Chippy story. Um, 
on date five, Gemma allowed me to touch her face on a train. Um, so then, uh, but I think what's what you, you need to do is you need to make sure that you're not doing it based on a negative. Mm. My thoughts on that. It is true. It is. It is really true. And I, so, I think like you say, it's really important to find a support network that that serves that serves you and that is actually a positive thing. And I think sometimes, like like you say, if you if you join a group and it's born out of negativity, whatever negativity that is. It, 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 there is a danger that you get stuck in this negative downward spiral. And it's really hard to get out of it because every, I don't care who you are, everybody needs somebody in their life that inspires them and that makes them feel energized. There's that famous thing of you are the- Yeah, the sum of the five people that you spend most time with. You spend most of your time with. And so you should obviously, this doesn't mean you should ditch your best friends if this doesn't fit the case but like you should aim to be if you're going if you want to be the best makeup artist in the world you don't pick to hang out with four makeup artists who are worse than you you just mean you go and find people who are better than you and I think it's the same if you want to be happier or you want to be more organized or you want to be do you know what I mean you go and find someone who is going to you're gonna want to level up to their level and yeah um I, I want to ask you what your positive is because I, 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 that, I just reminded myself of my positive and I don't want to forget is it. it is your positive that you've got a massive fucking great fountain that's bigger than me in your front garden it's my back it? garden it's in my back garden Sorry, so many gardens, so little time. Um, <laughs> no, my positive not. for the week. Well, it's very basic. It's oh. very basic. Um, so anyone with small kids knows that paddling is paddling pool time of year. Is now, um, I hate paddling pools. I fucking hate them. They're oh, okay. If I, I hate them. If I had your garden, I'd probably dig in a paddling pool. Like well, we are going to dig in a pool next year. Yeah, like I just—they ruin the no. grass. Oh no, no, no! But what I mean is, your kids are bigger. But if I had, if Ned was a baby, so if I, if I was at the beginning of my baby journey, I see. Right. Then yeah. I would dig in, like a pool, mm. but a paddling pool, because then it's there. You can fill it with fish later or make it bigger into an actual pool. But paddling pools, they ruin the grass. I have mine on the patio, so I'm constantly worried about them slipping yeah. and cracking their heads open. But also, they're terrible for the environment, and my kids will destroy one within 10 minutes. Um, but my friend who is, everyone has a friend who has gadgets. My friend, Natalie, has every gadget. You want a pump? I had to pump up a football the other day, and she was like, what kind of pump do you need? And I was like, I just need a pump. And she was like, I've got three different types. I mean, honestly, she's got a leaf blower, that leaf kind of thing. She, well, she's got, but she's like, do you want the leaf blower? Do you need me to come and clean your windows? Do you need a power hose? Do you need it? And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I've got none of these things, but I do have my friend Natalie, so I don't need them. Um, but she said, you don't want a paddling pool. You want to get a dog paddling pool. And the reason you want to get a dog paddling pool 
is they have the hard sides, but they're padded like and, and they concertina. So they concertina up and fit in a bag. They have a hole, they have a plug on the side. So you just open the plug and all the water comes out. Yeah, Ooh. Gemma's pulling the face. Yes. Oh, it's so all these doggies in the pool. It's oh, just I'm totally yeah. distracted now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's it's amazing because it you know part of the problem with the paddling pool is like where do you store it? How do you store it? It never quite folds up. It's always damp. This it folds. It constantly up. That's not like the one I've got. Yeah, no, that's a that. sprinkler pool. I know. Oh, that's amazing. You should have got that instead of your 20, fountain. Twenty-three pound. There you go. Eddie so what, would what, so what's what's your positive then? So a positive is my doggy paddling pool. Oh, you got one. I got one. I got a huge one. All three kids can fit in it. It's deep enough that they can actually, like my littlest, my four-year-old can sit with his bum in a rubber ring and bop around on it. But mm -hmm. no, you just mean, but it's still, everyone stands up in it and it's safe. I think it's only 30 or 40 centimetres deep. Um, but yeah, I don't, I can set it up and take it down. It's not like you don't have to have a pump. You don't have to blow it up. It's it's not like, you know, the solid paddling pools with the solid sides where you have to push the side down to let the water out. None of that. It's so good. Anyway, so that's my positive. I for, Because usually I would get the paddling pool on like the 20th of August, uh, just as the rain started. Yeah. Having made them pay in a bucket for the whole of the summer. It's Whereas this time up. I was like, dog paddling pool, Amazon Prime, sorry. I try and avoid Amazon as much as possible, but needs must. Job done. What's your positive? So we've got um, all of my children, not Ben. Oh, actually. So for the first time ever, we've, I've given everyone a summer project. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm me. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, my immediate thought was, Fuck, I haven't given everyone a summer project. But I'm not Gemma, I'm me, and that's fine, and my kids are smaller. So Tom is um, working on um, his, um, he's, I've got him a load of stuff for um, for school. He's working on it, art stuff. He loves art, so he's yeah. doing art and photography over the, over the summer holidays. Johnny, this is, my, this is my positive, Johnny is starting a sandwich round. I was so excited. <laughs> This was his idea. He's always, he wants to be a chef. He right. really wants to be a chef. Every night when I cook, it's like, mum can help me with cooking. And I like to put my headphones in and zone out when I'm cooking. It's my, yeah. thing. so I'm like, oh, for God's sake. All right, then come on. Anyway, yeah. he says to me, what I really want to do, he said, I'm going to design some leaflets and I'm going to push them through doors and I'm going to call them, I'm going to call myself, summer sandwiches or something like that he's, he's working oh. on his name and he said i'm going to give him a menu it's a choice of three he said and um i'll i'll say they have to put the order in on the website so i'm going to make a website for him before a certain time he said and then he said and then i'm going to ask granddad to drive me around delivering them can i mean can he come to west london can he do gluten-free i would it's a genius idea. I mean, I would, I would use that, it. Like if someone delivered oh my a God. sandwich. But also, it's like, I, I usually it doesn't hit as hard quite so early. But having done lockdown, I don't want to fucking make, 
And I don't. Joe does all the food because at two o'clock, Joe eventually gets driven downstairs by hunger because I've got some sort of trauma around feeding my kids three times a day during lockdown. Like I just the thought of someone delivering me a nice sandwich. I know. It's so know. clever. And it just made my heart sing because I, I you know, been told that he's going to be in charge of driving him around. Granddad really wants to do that because Granddad's oh. bored out of his brains at the moment. So, like, he wants to. But it just, as you'll understand, being self-employed, that's your brain works a certain way. You're always thinking, "What can I do?" What, are the, what? Yeah. So for him to have that like streak, it's just like oh, amazing. Yeah, my work here is done. What's Ben's? He's going for the first time ever. We've booked him into summer camp for three weeks alternative oh. weeks he's so excited he woke up this morning he broke up yesterday is it summer camp today he's got a cap he's got he's got a uniform cap t-shirt backpack and they're going to be doing all sorts of things because i just said to mike you know like you say it's been a really really shitty year we've had homeschooling and the thought of balancing all that again going into the next six weeks we're just like we can't do it so for three weeks, alternate weeks, he has a full week in in the summer camp. It's 8.30 to 6. Oh, perfect. This is a really good summer holiday tip for the chippies. I feel like on the Live Laundry podcast, there's there's Team Gemma, where's the thong, is quite organised. Um, there's Team Chippy. It sounds like something from um, Mean Girls. She's the organised yeah, one, where's the thong. Yeah, there's Team Chippy massive pants always living on the cusp of chaos um and i keep seeing this and i keep thinking i'm gonna do it with my kids but i don't know where to do it get a what for those people who want a pond can't have a pond want something to do with their kids if your kids are like my kids age get a washing up bowl dig it into the ground in your garden get some stones and some like you can just get one plant from the internet pond plant from the internet get some stones a little bit of wood and then you can make a frog pond oh. and it looks really nice if you google it, it sounds like it would look like a plastic bowl in your garden but it grows and it and it's really nice and frogs come so that i might do that with my kids and on that note we shall speak to you all next week say goodbye chicken. bye bye